Today, we're bringing 5G. 5G, 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 5G is the 5G. Let's talk 5G, or at least 5G phones. Let's go! Welcome to Techie Speak, an utterly techie podcast where Julian CB, that's me, speaks his mind on various tech topics for techies and non-techies alike. New episodes pop up every Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's the episode. I've been skipping this topic for a while because I wanted to put other kinds of content first, like the real me stuff and whatever. But this week, I ran out of ideas, so it's about time I talk about 5G smartphones, or at least... 5G as a whole. There's a lot of talk lately with 5G, especially in this age where we have the Mobile Number Portability Act in the Philippines. One of the things that the telcos are using to push switchers is 5G. So this is why it's just as important to talk about 5G and if you really need a 5G phone right now. First off, what in the world is 5G? What happened to 4G, 3G, 2G? So yeah, in case you're wondering, all of those existed. It's be it's determined by a standards body called the 3GPP or the third generation partnership project. It's a standards body that determines what goes into 3G, what goes into 4G, and also what goes into 5G, and maybe in the future, 6G? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, you've heard of those terms. So I think the first major term that we've really heard was, I think it was GPRS or Edge, but that wasn't really a big focus of the telcos back then, because back then it was like only call and text. There wasn't much focus in the GPRS and Edge kind of thing, although you could have done that by that time, but it wasn't really the focus. It was only until 3G where the internet usage on the phone was a thing. I mean, it was still slow because phones that could do proper internet weren't really that popular among the masses here in the Philippines simply because the cost of owning one was really high. And so that's why it only took until 4G phones or LTE phones. Sometimes the telcos confuse 4G and LTE because 4G could mean a lot of things like there's 3.5G, there's 3.75G, but I didn't want to talk about that because that's going to confuse you guys more. So let's just focus on 4G LTE. So LTE is the standard that we're using for most of the phones now that are out in the market. It offered faster speeds than 3G. And that's where we come up with things like video streaming through mobile internet. That's where mobile gaming comes in. And that's where content creation comes in, apparently. So 
those things are hand in hand with LTE. And with that also came the point where smartphones are becoming more affordable and most if not all of them had LTE support. So that helped LTE adoption in the country. And now they want to repeat it again with 5G. So 5G is is better because it's basically more space for people to connect to the internet with, at least in the beginning. So you can expect faster speeds while more of you can connect to the same, let's say, cell tower, so to speak. So that's the first advantage of 5G. The second advantage is uh, lower latency. So when you're playing your mobile games, so instead of receiving, let's say, double-digit latency, you'd be seeing single digits now. So your game would be much smoother. You won't experience much lag. Though that's not the only factor in doing mobile games. You have to consider the consistency of your connection. So that still matters. But basically, 5G uh, makes the existing experiences like streaming or mobile gaming better, but enables uh, higher resolution gaming. Let's say you want to power your mobile gaming and put it on your TV or uh, live broadcast higher resolution live broadcast let's say you want to watch football in higher resolution let's say 4k resolution so that's what 5g initially aims to do but then eventually do things like supporting smart cities smart factories but i'm not gonna delve deep into that because that's basically in development right now so why should you care about 5g in the country Well, because the telcos are really pushing it to you, especially in 2021. But first, let's find out which telcos exactly have 5G in the Philippines. So currently, we have three major players in the telecom industry in the country. So that's Globe Telecom, Smart Communications, and Dito Telecommunity. All three promise to have 5G service. Two of them have 5G service, which are Globe and Smart, because they've set up the infrastructure way earlier. Unlike Dito, which just started, so their 5G network is coming soon. At least my 5G signal experience here in my house in Cebu City, Philippines. So we're like near the south. Uh, I'm getting 5G signal from both Globe and Smart here. So that's pretty convenient for me. Uh, It actually fluctuates as to who gets the faster speeds. Sometimes it would be Globe, sometimes it would be Smart, but they fluctuate. They're mostly good enough when they need a backup internet connection in case, you know, brownouts and I need a connection to use right away so i have both options at the very least for me it's a good experience when it comes to 5g but your mileage may vary now that i've tackled who has 5g i wanted to share the pros and cons of getting a 5g smartphone right now as of october 2021 and yeah there 
a lot has changed since the telcos implemented 5G in the country. And <clears throat> right now, it's better, to say the least, but I can't say that it's still unanimous that you should get a 5G smartphone right now because there are still some areas that don't have 5G. And who knows when the telco will have it on your area. So it's only fair to point out the pros and cons for getting a 5G smartphone now. First up for the pros of getting a 5G smartphone is, of course, the faster internet speeds. I can't deny that the speeds I'm getting from 5G compared to LTE, so they're faster. Uh, my experience, I get around high 80s or 90s to 100 plus Mbps using my globe connection. Smart sometimes reaches 200. Globe does that too sometimes, but Smart gives me 200 plus Mbps. So the internet speed is very fast. I could really say that compared to LTE connections. And there was one time when I was playing Pokemon Unite outside because we were eating breakfast. And I tried playing it on both my iPhone and my Android phone. The iPhone getting Globes 5G while the Android phone getting Smarts 5G. They're not consistent. So I would get a better latency with the Android phone using Smarts 5G while I was playing Pokemon Unite. That's just one example. Uh, I'm not saying it's an indication, but yeah, it's really a better experience when you're using 5G. So faster internet speeds, which also contributes to low latency while playing mobile games. Next pro for getting a 5G smartphone now, there are really affordable options this year compared to last year. Last year, I think the phone manufacturers were offering uh, 5G smartphones for around 20,000 plus. Some would go around the mid 15,000 plus. Like I've seen Oppo do it, although I'm not sure if that was this year or last year, but Last year, it was basically mostly. Last year, it was mostly the high-end flagships that get five G, like the Galaxy S twenty Ultra or the iPhone twelve series or the Mi ten T Pro or phones like that. But this year, even brands like Realme or Xiaomi in their lower end gave us a lot of options, very affordable ones, especially in the form of the Poco M3 Pro 5G that starts at 8990 maybe on sale now, or the Realme 8 5G, which costs around 10990 for the 4GB, 128GB model. But yeah, we, we already have these options available to us. They may still not be like super affordable like phones that cost 6,000 pesos or 5,000 pesos but 5G is a relatively new technology and I understand if 
5G really adds up to the cost, but it's nice to see that we have affordable options now, mainly from the Chinese brands, but hopefully other brands catch up. I think Samsung also has one that's around uh, $39.90. That's the A22 5G. Galaxy A22 5G, if I'm not mistaken. So even Samsung has an option in that price tier. My third pro for getting a 5G smartphone now is, of course, the concept of future-proofing. Yes, yes, I know. This is probably a stigma slight when I say it's future-proof because you really don't know what the future holds. But it doesn't hurt to buy a 5G phone, maybe even though you don't have 5G in your area because you can still turn it off and just use 4G. And then if you find out that your area has 5G, that's when you turn it on. But you have to take note of something while you turn on 5G because you might be surprised with a certain aspect of your phone changing. Speaking of that, that will easily transition to my cons because the aspect I was referring to was a battery life. And... The current crop of 5G smartphones still drain the battery. Like, and my iPhone 12 Pro, although to be fair, that was a last last year's phone. The iPhone 12 Pro basically gives me around four, four and a half hours of screen on time on a regular basis. That's really not that amazing. And then... Earlier 5G phones still get a lot of battery drain. I think even the ones we have now, they're either compensating it for bigger batteries or more efficient processors. But I still think we're in the early stages of 5G. And that's why it's still gonna drain the battery. And the only way to counter that is through a giant battery or more efficient uh, 5G modems. So until we reach a point where 5G is basically negligible compared to LTE, then I think it will still be a factor that 5G really does drain your battery more than LTE. So that might be a consideration for you if you're thinking of getting a 5G phone. Another con for getting a 5G phone is that, let's face it, 5G is still new. Right now, there are still more areas with LTE service than 5G. 5G is fairly new. And so far, on the limited time I've been able to go out, I think I've only experienced it within Cebu City. Like most of Cebu City, there are still patches of the city here that doesn't have 5G. That's something to keep in mind. I think when I went, one time that one time before the surge i went to lapu-lapu and there didn't have 5g either to still lte max so that's something to consider when you buy a phone if most of the places you're going only have lte then 5g my last con relates to the first one which is more battery drain Maybe in the future, since I talked future-proofing, 
for the pros. I think a con is maybe in the future, we'll have phones that have less battery drain when using 5G because as technology gets more advanced each and every year, we can have 5G modems that are more efficient and thus drains less battery compared to our current situation with 5G modems. I don't know if it's gonna take effect next year right away because as you all know, we're still in a chip shortage. That may be my topic for next week, but we're still in a global pandemic which really contributed to chip shortage because of all the demand we had last year that continues on this year, although I don't know if the demand is the same or lower or higher. I'm not exactly sure, but the demand was fairly abnormal, and so it affected everything that needed a processor in it, even cars for some reason. Those are my pros and cons. They're fairly basic, to be honest. They're basically a common pros and cons list of deciding whether to buy a phone now or later. I just tweaked it to relate to 5G because right now, we're we're not really arguing if we should buy a phone or not. Basically, some people actually buy their phones every six months because, you know, technology is so fast. But getting a 5G phone is not a done deal right away. You really have to weigh your options, whether you should or you shouldn't. In the last part of this episode, I'm just going to give you tips on how to know whether it's the right time to get a 5G phone for you. First, you have to check the signal coverage of 5G in your area. That's very important. Don't just rely on the ads that like, oh, this telco has 5G in your city. That's not enough. You really have to test it yourself if the signal you get will be 5G. Yes, it might require you to buy a phone or like borrow someone's phone to see if your signal has 5G. Or at the very least, you can consult the websites of Globe and Smart for now. Maybe Dito soon when they launch their 5G network. Check their websites. See if your area, your general area has 5G already. You never know until you do your research and see if your place has 5G. Next, get to know the promos when it comes to the telcos. Because, for example, Smart has their new Smart Signature Plus plans where you get only 5G for a certain amount of time. Then afterwards, it will be a cap. But that's really enticing, especially if you want to dip your toes in 5G without, you know, tying yourself up to a plan uh, for a very long time. So I think plans like those, short term, could help you decide whether you should be using 5G or not, if it's worth the money for you. And the last thing is that if you're eyeing to get a 5G smartphone, is two things. It must have either a big battery or slightly smaller battery, not too small, but has very fast charging. 
So an example of mine is the one I have with me. I have a Realme GT Master Edition, not sponsored. Uh, I bought this with my own money. But basically, the GT Master Edition has 5G. It has a 4,300 mAh battery. It's not that big compared to the other phones in its price range and even uh, for Android phones. But it has 65 watts of fast charging or what they call Super Dart for Realme. So I can basically charge that phone in less than an hour, let's say 40 45 minutes, sometimes less if uh, the battery's uh, not dead. So basically, what that means is, even if 5G does drain the battery, then if you have very fast charging, then you just get back up in no time. Not really much of a problem. So, I'll recap my three tips. First, to check the signal coverage of 5G in your area. Whether it's through lending someone else's phone, although that's not possible, or researching in your telco's website or even contacting them on their support channels. Next, know the 5G promos. If there are any 5G promos ongoing, if that will convince you to get a 5G phone and dip your toes there. And three, the 5G phone you'll pick either has a big battery or really fast charging. I don't know what the minimum is because it varies. Some say that 18 watts is fast charging, but you also have to balance it with the battery capacity. So let's say if you have 4,300 milliamp hour battery, but you have 65 watt fast charging. So that's a good balance between a solid battery capacity and a very fast charging. Like I'm seeing these affordable phones that, there are 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 milliamp hour batteries. But alas, it just has 18 watts fast charging or fast charging. So that's going to last forever when you charge. So that's it for my thoughts on getting a 5G smartphone now. Uh, I could do an update six months from now if anything changes, whether Dito would have their 5G service on, I don't know, or when uh, all the Unli promos are gone because I don't really see Unli 5G being a thing for longer than a year max because, you know, they have to recoup the cost somehow of getting 5G in the network. That's it for this week's episode of Techie Speak. I hope you learned something from knowing what to think about when getting a 5G phone. Share this with your friends who are still confused on whether they should just get a 5G phone out of peer pressure or they should do their research. Just just tell them they should do research because that's really important. Okay, guys, until the next one. Bye! Thanks for listening to this episode of Techie Speak, an utterly techie podcast. You can follow at UtterlyTechie on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out UtterlyTechie.com in order to discover more of the techie life through tech news, reviews, and opinions. See you next week!